You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello everyone, I am Malik from Mint's personal finance team. In today's episode of Why Not Mint Money, I'll be speaking with Sonali Pradhan about inheriting assets in a foreign country. Sonali is the head of wealth planning at Julius Bayer. If you have a family member living abroad and that person has left behind some assets for you, how do you go about claiming them? Is the process complicated? What are some of the documents or information that you may require before you can go ahead with the process? Does the country where the asset is located or the type of asset, for example, whether it's financial or physical, make a difference to the process? Let's hear it from Sonali on this and much more. Hi. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money. a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth so let's get started on your money journey hi sonali happy to have you on this episode of why not mint money hi molly thank you so much for having me on this podcast so sonali um you know while i understand there are many technical details when it comes to the issue of uh, inheriting assets you know that are located abroad uh depending a lot on the country which is involved uh the idea of this podcast is basically to get some broad details on this uh, issue from you when we talk of indians you know uh what do you think are the most relevant countries when we are talking about uh, the issue of inheriting assets right so molly uh, recently what we have seen uh there are primarily four countries uh from where uh, the inheritance cases have been reported the most uh obviously no marks for guessing they are uk us singapore and uae uh you we, we have usually seen that physical assets uh inheritance happens primarily in uk and us mm-hmm. whereas financial assets are predominantly from singapore uh when we talk about uae you will always have mixed of uh, physical assets as well as financial assets and uh, typically like uh, sonali how do people like you know living in some of these countries that you mentioned pass on their assets i mean do they generally write a will or if it's not a will then you know what is the other way in which they kind of pass on the assets so typically uh, let's uh, look at uh, some of these countries in two uh, criterias one where you have inheritance tax or estate duty and other bucket will be where there is no such tax so the countries in which there is estate duty or inheritance tax most of the time we have seen clients doing their estate planning through setting up a trust Okay. okay or there could be even corporate structures like uh, private companies or partnership firms which are set up to pass on the assets but if a country doesn't have inheritance tax mm-hmm. then most of the times we have seen clients passing on their wealth just by writing a will okay. but when it comes to uae uh, while it doesn't have uh, inheritance tax or estate duty uh, uae is governed by sharia law and right. because of which most of our clients who do not follow a muslim religion mm-hmm. would like to pass mm-hmm. on their will again through a trust structure okay okay so basically if they put their assets within a trust the sharia law won't uh, apply to them uh that's right you can largely say that okay okay and in terms of like assets when we talk about them so when you know somebody is considering whether to write a will or say create a trust 
do both of these cover both financial and physical uh, uh, assets or is there a, like a difference between the two so usually clients set up trust uh, to manage or to pass on financial assets when it comes to real assets usually there is always a corporate structure and then that corporate structure is basically owned by a trust so seldom will you see a real estate being directly owned by a trust whereas when you talk about financial assets uh, there are countries whereby you will see financial assets are directly owned by the trust okay so you're saying in the context of real estate it's more likely that it will be outside of the trust and people pass it on uh, as it is uh no there are two possibilities one is whereby if the value of real estate is uh, less than the inheritance tax threshold then the asset can get passed on simply through a will which is outside trust you can say or then what most of the clients i have seen doing is they first own the real estate through a private company okay. and then the shares of this private companies are held through a trust okay. so yeah so it's like a combination but direct ownership of a real estate through a trust usually doesn't take place in countries like us or uk okay got it and uh, you know like just to understand a basic point uh, is the main motivation for setting up a trust the fact that you want to avoid inheritance tax or are there other reasons for that too yeah so actually reasons for setting up trust are numerous i would say uh primarily clients set it up to plan for their estate taxes but okay. there are other reasons as well you know so say for example uh, if they are anticipating uh, dispute among the family members right okay. so they would prefer to pass it on through a trust whereby uh, there is clear cut demarcation of assets among the beneficiaries or in certain cases like country like singapore you know which doesn't have sharia which does not have even estate duty or inheritance tax yet clients prefer to plan their assets through a trust simply because they don't want their beneficiaries to go through any probate process or any administrative court process which is involved in succession um also sometimes i have seen clients set up trust uh, so that uh, beneficiaries don't have to look around what assets uh, did this person really own so it's like a consolidation of all assets under one entity mm-hmm. basically you don't have to then figure out what all they have you just need to know what all is under the trust correct that's right so instead of looking out for what this person may have owned and then you figure it out through different uh, agencies over here you have just one entity and you have one trustee who will have all the data which is required about uh, assets of the trust Mm-hmm. and beneficiaries don't have to run around got it yeah yeah makes sense so i mean like uh, i don't know if there's like a simple answer to this question but uh, the one thing that i'd like to understand is uh, so you know maybe the person who's passed away wrote a will or they decided to go with setting up a trust uh, between the two uh, is it possible to like explain uh, you know what is the process that the legal heirs will have to follow before th- i mean i'm sure the process is different across countries but broadly between a will versus a trust what are like some broad steps that uh, you know the legal heirs will have to follow before they can get access to the assets right so when it comes to will um, obviously you will have an executor right. who is going to approach you uh, if you are a legal heir or if you are a beneficiary of a particular asset of the deceased 
right okay. so then in that case uh, the executor will basically uh, um, you know uh, establish you first thing first as a beneficiary whatever okay. documentation that is required to do that uh, mm-hmm. the executor will do so and then after that it is executor's job to get a probate from the court of the country right so over there beneficiaries don't have much role to play uh if of course uh, if someone has passed away uh, without naming a person as an executor then uh, there are additional uh, steps which are involved for beneficiaries or legal heirs because they will have to first go and get themselves classified as an executor or an administrator in some countries uh, if there is no valid executor then you will have to apply for what we call as letter of administration and uh, beneficiary will have to first do that step and then basically establish himself or herself as a beneficiary in addition to an executor so in case of a will largely you can see that there are couple of steps which are involved and uh, assets uh, will not get passed on till the time a court will pass a probate order okay. right so until that time um, i mean yeah the asset is not really yours uh, money is not really available for you to use okay. uh, whereas in case of a trust uh, succession process is quite straight forward uh the trustee will basically reach out to you if you have been named as a beneficiary um whatever documents that are required to identify you uh as exactly the same person that will be done and then after that uh, distribution is always governed by what is documented in the trust deed so in case of a trust uh, inheritance process is in a way quite straight forward for beneficiaries okay. Would it be reasonable to assume that generally it's people who will have like substantial assets to pass on that they will go through the process of say setting up a trust so that it's easier for the legal heirs to inherit it? Whereas uh, you know a will is something that any so for example in India my understanding is that anybody can write a will. You probably need a witness to the will, but you don't even need a lawyer to actually draft it for you. So when we talk in the context of some of these countries like the US and the UK. there is it also again the case that writing a will is pretty much simple uh, which is why if you don't have too many assets to pass on it's probably simpler to just write a will yeah so uh, see writing a will in countries where there is inheritance tax so say for example for us or uk it's always advisable that in irrespective of the size of your wealth of course i'm assuming that size of your wealth is uh, exceeding the inheritance limit because there are certain exemption limits right, right. if you have estate is less than that exemption limit then there are lot of diy kind of wills which are available there are lot of portals uh, okay. which are available uh, at few hundred thousand dollars also you can write your own will oh, but nice. uh, yeah but uh, when it comes to an estate which is more than an inheritance tax limit it is always advisable to take uh, proper uh, professional guidance okay. uh, and then uh, draft even if you are looking at drafting a simple will you know because uh, there are um, uh, see like in our case will is typically looked at upon as a document to just pass on an asset right. right whereas internationally wills also take care of uh, so there's a concept of living will okay. right which means that uh, you know there are certain medical directives that you can give through a will for example like we introduced that couple of years back but uh, i'm not too sure whether it is fully operational now for example if i'm brain dead 
right i am alive but i am brain dead right. then i don't want my legal heir or my beneficiaries to spend unlimited amount of money on my medical care right so some of those things are also dealt with uh, in a very professional way through living wills so will is quite an evolved uh, concept uh, in us uh, of course when it comes to countries like uae Uh, yeah. then of course yeah. will writing is completely uh, different exercise because over there then uh, it also depends on uh, where are you registering your will like for example if you want uh, your will to be treated outside sharia then it is advisable that you registered your will in difc okay. so there are couple other specialized matters uh, when it comes to uh, uae wills particularly so okay. depending on each country where you are domiciled where your assets are uh, one has to take uh, you know relevant help to uh, write a will whereas when it comes to trust obviously there is no diy available for trust because uh, it's absolutely bespoke activity right. uh, depending on what exactly is the objective that you are achieving through the trust uh you will have to structure it properly understand tax implication during your lifetime after your lifetime disclosures tax filings and all of that and it's, mm-hmm. we have always seen that there is professional help taken when it comes to drafting trust okay so then just a small clarification uh, sonali you just made reference to something called the difc in the context of uae what exactly uh, is that so difc is a free zone in uae okay okay um so it's like uh, treated as a foreign jurisdiction within uae mm-hmm. and uh, sharia law is not applicable uh, it follows uh, common country law actually okay so which is why you said if you don't want your will to be governed by sharia laws you would probably register it in this area correct that's right because then there is no need for you even to write a will in arabic a uh, simple english will is also recognized by the difc courts so then uh, sonali coming now more to like you know the different kinds of assets so uh, typically is it uh, easier to pass on financial assets is the process of you know transmission of financial assets uh, easier than say when you know compared to uh, when you're passing on a real estate uh, property to somebody i mean i don't want country specific differences but in general across countries would that be the case that uh, financial assets can be passed on more easily uh see now that depends uh, whether the financial asset is getting passed on to the surviving holder or to a completely uh, uh, different person you know who okay. doesn't even have a bank account in that country so if you ask me if you are already a joint holder mm-hmm. uh on to the deceased account right. then it's a straightforward process right just one indemnity a uh, few documents to establish yourself uh, as that surviving holder and the money is passed on to you right so that process is quite straightforward but uh, if you are inheriting an asset through a will mm-hmm. um, whether it is custody account or whether it is a bank account and your name is not there at present onto that asset then of course whether you are inheriting a property or whether you are inheriting a financial asset you will have to wait for court to give you that probate order only then the asset can get passed on to you and the probate process obviously then is no different if it is a will or, i mean if it is a, a immovable asset or whether it is a financial asset so in that case inheriting is uh, just the same process uh it is uh, no different 
uh, for uh, real estate or for financial assets okay and i think when i last spoke to you uh, so if i remember correctly we uh, i think you mentioned that uh, before some of these financial assets can be passed on uh, you will probably need the equivalent of what is a pan and some of those sort of things so what what exactly are those like these are things that you require only in the context of financial assets and what exactly uh, is all of that so typically the countries in which uh, you have estate tax mm-hmm. right it is the obligation of executor or administrator to pay, first pay that uh, estate tax or inheritance tax and then pass on the rest of the balance uh, to the beneficiary Okay. now many cases you will see that beneficiary is the same person who would be what we call as uh, next of kin of right. the deceased right so then that himself or herself will have an obligation of an executor or an administrator right. so in that case they will have to first take tax identification number right just the way we have pan in india Mm-hmm. uh the executor or administrator will have to take this uh, tax identification number pay the tax and only after payment of tax pass on the balance of uh, estate to the beneficiaries okay how, how easy is the process of getting a tin and what not like does that involve like broadly speaking does that involve like a lot of time uh yeah it can be a time consuming process okay uh, if you don't okay. have the right assistance Mm-hmm. um i mean while the tin is applied online most of the time uh, right. in, uh, okay so tin is primarily applicable in case of united states right okay. so while process is online but still if you don't understand some of the terminologies and uh, what documents are they asking for uh yeah it can take uh, quite a bit of time for you to get a tin okay okay so usually at least the countries where there is inheritance tax yeah uh actual inheriting the asset takes at least a year or so you know you are not okay. going to see uh, the money at least for a um, year or so is what i have at least seen okay and this is when you are saying when there is already a will that's been written or there is a trust just going through the process itself could take that much time particularly in case of a will trust it's a straight forward process so it wouldn't take that long so okay. trust in fact the distribution can start happening uh, as soon as uh, your beneficial interest has been established into the trust okay okay so then uh, sonali like we mentioned you know the us the uk uh, the uae and singapore so of all these countries like so the us i understand has inheritance tax uh of the remaining 3 uh, which other countries uh, have inheritance tax uk has inheritance tax okay so this is something you will be basically paying at the time of the transmission so you pay the inheritance tax and then net of that uh, everything is passed on to you okay so first the estate has to pay the tax and okay. it has been paid either by the executor or by the administrator of that estate mm-hmm. and then whatever is the remainder estate that has been distributed to the beneficiaries okay so like so suppose i am an indian and i am inheriting you know some of these assets in one of these foreign countries um in terms of my uh, tax obligations in india uh, do, do am i you know supposed to pay any tax on any asset that i have inherited in one of these countries uh no um, neither in that foreign country nor in india uh, because as an uh, inheritor uh, you don't have any tax obligation um uh, yes you will have disclosure requirements that you have um, 
got a particular asset mm-hmm. uh, through inheritance but apart from that you don't have any tax obligation okay got it and uh, in the case of like you know when an indian is inheriting foreign assets uh, largely speaking is it the case that it is the uh, law of the foreign country that will apply with respect to this matter and uh, indian laws won't really uh, come into play so typically if you have written a will then obviously it's the law of that particular land that prevails because then you are governed by uh, the law which is related to will in that particular country okay. uh, if it is intestate succession which means that uh, the asset owner has not written a will has not done a trust he has basically not done anything and uh, has passed away in that case uh, basically in most of the countries like uh, uk us uh, singapore also they have their own law for intestate but when it comes to uae uh, whereby the law of the land is sharia and if sharia is not applicable to you then for of course landed properties it's always law of the land but when it comes to uh, movable assets or financial assets then courts of uae will look at the law of uh, uh, what i should say uh, the deceased actually so where that deceased was supposed to be domiciled off right and domiciliary domiciliary status is different than the residential status okay so say for example even if i have been a resident of uae mm-hmm. but um, uh, i am a citizen of india oh, right yeah. or have my uh, permanent establishment in india uh, then uae courts will always say that let's look at the law, law of uh, the land which is india over here Mm-hmm. and distribute the assets as per the law of the land but of course when it comes to real estate then it is always the uae sharia law uh, that will prevail and just to clarify mm-hmm. this is in case the deceased has not written a will okay if you written a will then it's the law of the relevant foreign country that's going to apply to you correct that's right and yeah. the law of the land is always related to the deceased it has nothing to do with the uh, law of the land of the beneficiary or or the legal heirs oh. so it is uh, the person who has passed away mm-hmm. uh, law of the land which was relevant for that deceased which is always relevant thanks for uh, clarifying that yeah that that's uh, an important point okay got it so yes yeah, sonali i mean this was a really informative session so thanks a lot uh, for your uh, time I, i really enjoyed this session thanks so much thank you so much maulik So listeners that's it for now thanks for tuning in if you have any personal finance questions you can email them to us at mintmoney@livemint.com or you can reach out to me on twitter my twitter handle is at @molik_madhu that is at m a u l i k m a d h u This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.